2: Good morning, grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show. Here on Roto Grinders, I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed Blender H D if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, Thursday, July 7th, uh on the on, on the calendar. Dog days of summer. I'm, I'm gonna in some seasonal allergies, so maybe uh the show will be be short today. I got I got a tickle in my throat. I got some some build up or whatever, so uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to talk for. So maybe not the full hour. We'll see what's going on. depends on Depends on what you guys want to talk about in the chat. I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs. It helps me out in early in the morning. It it solves it solves my uh, my nasal decongestion and everything. It'll help me out. Okay, subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Hit the notification bell. Good morning, Suki Singh, as usual. Brian C card fan. You got something you want to talk about. you got questions put in the chat. I don't know I don't know how, how much I'm going to be able to do uh, this morning uh, This is not that much to talk about. we'll, we'll be doing uh, MMA tomorrow. So uh, if, uh, if, if you want if you want to get all the premium stuff for MMA, we got the projections. We got ownership. We got the expert survey. we got we, we typically the MMA grounded pound podcast is now is now longer. And my, it has my DFS analysis. It has Liam's fight analysis. Mike's there with a little bit of both. And uh, that's that's premium. That's about, it. we typically do almost two hours. It's 12 fights. And no matter how many fights there are, it typically is a two-hour show. But that's only for premium members. So sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. You get everything. Right? Combo package gets you MLB, gets you MMA, gets you everything, gets you lineup HQ. Which, I mean, I think that's worth the price of admission by itself. So click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Uh, but yesterday, yesterday the Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers kind of didn't get there. They kind, they really didn't get there. We would have expected Jose Urena to pitch a two hitter or something through like six or seven innings. I didn't. Uh, and then, uh, then the Yankees uh, had no runs through five innings and then scored a million. And especially when Josh Van Meter comes out. Uh, and, and, and a position player pitching in the ninth inning uh, gives up a couple of home runs, right? If, you, if your stack didn't get there by then, right? Even Aaron Hicks, who wasn't didn't even start the game, he got a grand slam. Judge got a grand slam. Stanton got a home run. He's an, even even uh, Kiner Faleppa, he he had a big game, right? So if you didn't have the Yankees yesterday, you were you were, you were pretty much dead. Um, but uh, in the in the one twenty one yesterday, I mean, I did I cashed. I came in fifty fourth. Right, I, I play I played a Rays stack again, uh, and but I also played the Dodgers with them. Right, so I still played Betts, Freeman, Justin Turner. Right? Look look how how owned Freeman and Betts are in this contest. Fifty one percent, forty two percent. What wait, was it? Was an eight game slate yesterday? Look how owned they were. Uh, but the but the Rays really weren't. And uh, the popular combination was Nola and Javier. And if you were to go cheap, I mean, a uh, Brian Bello or Bayo, whatever the Red Sox like rookie pitcher making his major league debut, he was only five thousand on uh, DraftKings. He was like thirty nine percent on. I could probably find someone that had. Let's see. Do We have yeah, here's we have Bello. Thirty nine percent, thirty nine point nine, almost forty percent on. Right, Javier was sixty six percent on. So I thought that's a good that's a good that's a good option. The Rays projected well against Bayo. Bayo projected well for five thousand. So like if you were paying up for like I could see here in this type of lineup, you're you're trying to play the Phillies plus the Dodgers, yeah. You need something like Bayo. But I don't necessarily eat all of this ownership to do so. So like in my lineup, like I just stacked against him and then played Max Fried. Because I I mean, because I just paid the two the two highest priced pitchers. Right, You lose some ownership here, and then you play the leverage stack against the SP2 that's going to be popular. And Josh Lowe was only 2,000 leading off. So, I mean, he he was going to be somewhat owned, but I mean, pretty much the rest of the Rays weren't. Right? 8% for Mejia, 8% for Walls, 8% Juan DeFranco, 4% of Razzarino with the home run. I mean, other than the fact that Freeman and Betts didn't get there, and the Yankees obviously destroyed. So I was looking to like, oh, Freeman gets 17, and Turner gets uh, 20, Betts gets 20. You know, I guy got, got a shot, right? 100, but no. First place in this contest was obviously a Yankee stack. You didn't Schwarber hit two home runs yesterday, and he didn't even need him. You didn't need him. right? Javier Nola. So I mean, look, it didn't. It's not like even the two best pitchers. But then you have you have the Yankees, right? Four percent Higgs. Torres, which, you know, I mean 12 is whatever. Donaldson with the home run at 2.8% owned. Judge with the Grand Slam, right, 35. Gallo had a home run, 20 points. And he still had a Rosarina in there. So, yeah, so this was a a 5-2-1 with Mancini over here. Still with the two chalkiest pitchers. That one. right, we go to the the second-place lineup. right, we still get Judge, IKF. Lemayhu, Carpenter, so four man. Josiah Gray had a great game. He was barely owned against the Phillies. He had eleven what, Eleven strikeouts. Still didn't get there, though. Right? It's kind of a little bit messy, right? Alvarez Bregman. Kind of a four, two. There's a one there. There's a whatever his brick seventy five. Here's a Gallo, Judge, Lemehu Torres, Higgs. Right. With Nola and Bayo, and then Hoskins, Seeger, and Schwarber. He has 5 2 1. Right. If it, as long as Bayo would have just pitched a little bit better, he could have won with this. Right. You needed the Yankees yesterday. I mean, essentially. I mean, this was kind of the nut combo. Right. Judge and Schwar- Schwarber together in the outfield. I don't know if any shortstop did well. Did any shortstop do, do well? Was IKF? Yeah, I, well, IKF, I guess. Yeah, he's he's shortstop eligible. We go down over here. I mean, you're just going to see, you're going to see pretty much all, it's all Yankee stacks. And Judge was only 11% owned. I mean, he was also 6,100. So you need the Yankees. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You needed the Yankees yesterday against Mitch Keller. And it didn't really matter, but uh, the pitchers, I mean, like that's was. Like in this 121, there's 459 entries, you don't have to be perfect, right? If we go to results DB for like the large field, the relay throw from yesterday, even there, you didn't even have to be perfect. Look, Javier was in the winning lineup. Javier Severino. Still the Yankees, Yankees Rays, right? With the Rosarino, Yandy Diaz, and G-Man Choi, 207.15. But look, the winning lineup of the 121, 166. Right, there's a much bigger difference between a 459 entry contest and a 19,607 entry contest. You don't have to be you don't have to be perfect in this 121, especially when the ownership is going to be that condensed. Because we saw like bets and what I, bets was 51%. I mean, what what was what was the here? owned. Okay? So in the large field, Mookie Betts was 30% owned. Freeman was 24% owned. In the 121, Betts was 51% owned and Freeman was 42% owned. Max Muncy, 30%. He had zero. I don't even see. What, What is his ownership in the 121? I'm not even sure. Let's go down to the bottom and see if you can find anyone with Muncy. 51%. Half the lineups in this contest were playing some form of the Dodgers. Half, not a third, right? And the results in, in, uh, in the large field, yeah, okay, you get uh, a 30% on Betts, a 30% on Muncie, a 30, 24% on Freeman. Yes, they're, they're the most owned players. Sure, yeah, I get it. But still that combines to like well how many how many uh, dodger combinations are there in large field? Eh, a third a third of the lineups, thirty percent of the lineups, twenty five percent of the lineups. So fading the the dodgers in large field, I mean there's there's more lineups you're competing against. There's more people are willing to to not play the chalkiest players, but in the small field stuff. 459. You know how much leverage you get by not playing the Dodgers. And I don't even need that. And the thing is, is that how much do you need? I mean, they projected so much better than everyone else that even in my lineup, like once I didn't play Javier, once I didn't play Javier, and and I was playing the the, the Rays stack. Like, what what else do I need to do? I don't need to do anything else. So if I do get a Freeman or a Mets in my lineup, what am I gonna? Mean, what they're the best projected players. I don't need to score 207 points. 166 would have been fine on the slate. And I got a better pick right. 7% on Max Reed scored 21 points. That was pretty good for pitcher yesterday. That was my day yesterday on the DraftKings. Made money on DraftKings, bombed totally on FanDuel. Bombed. I didn't didn't have Schwarber. Didn't didn't have Schwarber. Schwarber was like 30-something percent owned on FanDuel or something. Ridiculous owned. On Fandle for some odd reason. It's not like it was unowned. Like if we take a look here in the large field, like Kerber was what 18% owned. But a lot of the, the, the three man's five man's type of thing, someone had Schwarber or two people had Schwarber. I didn't. Take a look at some lineups up here, whistles. All right, whistle look, look how, look how much look how much look. Look how much uh, was your whistles had to uh, the Yankees? A lot. A lot. If we go to, let's see, compare exposures, a bunch of people. Let's take a look at like Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean, it, it, whistles was kind of the standout. He played at just a ton of the Yankees. Everyone else was kind of like, okay, they're there. They're, yeah, I guess some. Right, Matt, you can tell by Matt Carpenter, eighty-four percent. I don't know. Spread out more a pitcher. Barely played any Max Muncy. Barely played any Jordan Alvarez or Schwarber. Right, barely played any Schwarber, and still had all the Yankees. And even with doing so, his ROI was only three thousand dollars in this contract, which is good. Which is good. Like most of the time you had 95% of people lose, right? So even with 150 lineups. Are right, you coming? What are you coming? He didn't even come, he didn't even come in that that high. Like I'm gonna take a look. Where was the he probably just cashed a lot of lineups? let see. Whistles. Yeah, 36th, 54th. Right, just, yeah, yeah. Obviously with with the Yankees, you're just gonna cash a lot of lineups. So even though his highest lineup was only thirty sixth place, he was uh, he was the fourth highest ROI player on the slate user. I was like Garns two twenty two. I mean, he won the fifty thousand, and yeah, I mean the top three makes sense because they're in they're in the top three, right? Garns, ST Gray, Locks is here, right? So you can understand that they win the most amount of money. It's odd that whistles on this fourth most, just by obviously playing. When you play ninety-five percent, Joey Gallo, and he hits and he hits a home run, you're gonna do pretty well. Yeah, when you have a sixty-nine percent of a grand slam and sixty-five percent of this home run, actually, Matt Carpenter kind of held him back. If anything, I don't know. Typically, I don't see whistles making you know these dramatic type of stands or whatever. It's a little bit more spread out. Brian C. said, I just crossed off the Dodgers entirely. Got to get different. You can do that. But if you crossed out the Dodgers, more more likely than not, you're playing at least kind of the chalkier pitchers, the better projected pitchers. It was kind of hard to get rid of the the Dodgers projected so well yesterday because their team total was hovering around six. It was so far, far higher than everyone else's. And their pricing wasn't they weren't that expensive as they as they should be. Will Smith wasn't in the lineup, so that opened up some value if you want to play Jake Lamb or something. So from a projection standpoint, yes, if you crossed out the Dodgers, that's fine. But that that doesn't mean you you have to raise your projection somehow. Most likely you were playing Nola or Javier or Severino. Or Bayo at at, at 5,000. It didn't work out. But that was yesterday. I don't know know what you guys want to talk about today. I really have nothing to talk about. Review yesterday. Take a look at today a little, I guess. Is it Dylan Cease Day? It's Dylan Cease and Spencer Strider Day. They're the top two pitchers. Well, eight and a half strikeout prop on Dylan Cease against the, what, the Tigers? Okay, that's going to be kind of chalky, I guess. And we take a look at some of the totals here. Well, some of them are not. Some of them are not in. The Dodgers still at the highest total, probably. Yeah, there you go. Colorado, Arizona—that is a pretty high total. Let me reload this. Like I said, it's going to be a short show. With you guys uh, contributing in the in the YouTube chat. I'm just looking through. I'm just looking through getting the getting the getting the scope of tonights slate, which I'm I don't even think I'm gonna play because typically we record the uh, the MMA uh ground and pound the premium podcast here at roto grinders like during lock like I, what is this a seven o'clock slate yeah I'll, I'll I'll probably be in the middle of a recording at this point so probably won't play but maybe maybe I will I don't know I have to see see when we're recording the, the time changes all the time So we will see. Dfic asks, dumb question. I'm sorry. Okay, at least least you're apologizing for the dumb question, which I haven't even read yet. At least you're apologizing. In a vacuum, if you run the optimal lineup with no settings, is that the highest EV lineup? No. You need other variables in order to determine what, what, what a plus EV lineup is. It's in comparison to other lineups, depending on the contest that you're playing. Also, we we have to agree that the projections are accurate, right? We could all agree that the projections are the most accurate you can possibly make them or whatever. Running the optimal lineup would be the highest EV lineup against a single lineup. That's a better way to put it. So like if we ran the back projections right now, Strider, Cease, Raleigh, Travis, like this lineup, as a whole theoretically with the highest median projection assuming these are normal distributions also we have to i have to put a technicality behind there this would be the highest expected value lineup against one other lineup that's all that's all that is against one other lineup your goal is the 50th percentile this would be the one with the highest chance of giving you a 50th percentile outcome, which against a single other lineup like that, I'm talking about a head-to-head, would be the highest EV lineup that that you could possibly make in comparison to any other lineup. Now, the second best lineup, the second optimal, is so close. That if you played the first optimal against the second optimal, you'll win 50.0001% of the time. So it's it's slightly it's slightly better. But this lineup against the lineup that projects eight points lower will win sixty-eight percent of the time or something. So but no one could build, assuming the projections are accurate, no one could build a better median lineup than you. Which is useful in situations where you have to beat one lineup. Where your concern is getting in the 50th percentile range. So that would be head-to-heads, 50-50s. Double-ups, I guess, to some extent. So yes, against other lineups in those types of contests. Once you get outside of those types of contests, then this the, the EV of this lineup starts going down. In a large field GPP, the EV of this lineup would probably be negative in the long run. You'd probably cash a lot of times, but probably by the end, you'd probably be negative, negative a couple of percent. You'll bleed to the rake of this type of lineup. You're not going to, you're rarely ever going to win. You're more likely going to, you're playing a lineup that is less correlated and more owned, high projected. You'll get a lot of 50th to 55th percentile outcomes, but you're probably not going to get your whole lineup as a 99th percentile outcome and then still be able to differentiate yourself from other people. So the EV of this lineup is going to be negative in large field GPPs. Brian C says, I too have a dumb question. Uh Oh, we got the dumb questions today. Can you show how to upload lineups from RotoGrinders after the build straight to DK? Just do that in Excel, I don't, can I show how to upload? All you have to do is like, I, I haven't entered contest. So I, I, I mean, do I have an old, let me delete these. Do I have old, do I have an old contest file? Let's see, let's see. So I haven't entered. Oh, I'll, I could do it for MMA. Yeah, okay. Let's let's do it for because I have entered MMA contests. We have tutorials on this that they're free on YouTube. You could literally search for them, and they're on the Road site. Okay. So if I go to where's DraftKings, if I go to where's uh, lineups. You always do it by hand and encounter problems. I don't know, if I don't know how you would encounter problems. So you, what you'd first do is here you go. You go into your edit entry screen. You got entry slash upload screen and download your entries I'm download. I get dkentries.csv. Okay, I open that up. I'll probably have to share my my window in order to show you this. OK. So let me change my share settings. Share. Window. Share. Steve could put it back up. OK, so you get this file He's right. These are all your entries. Now, obviously, I have some entries that are not. These are my cash. or three three map entries. I mean, I could just get rid of them if I want. Right? So here, here, I have my 50 entries that I currently have into the UFC contest. Right? The large field contest. And they all have a dummy lineup in there. Right? So I created a lineup first, and then I entered it 50 times. So at least I have something here. Okay, so I have this file right here, the DK entries file. And then I go, I go to here. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, these aren't the lineups I obviously make.
1: Let's go and build 50 lines.
2: Just so build something, right? You build the 50 lineups. Okay. Hey, I got my lineups. Whatever. You press the export button. Right. I don't. I don't know if I could go. I'll show you. So when you go and you build it and do your lineups and you press the export button, you'll get another. You'll get another file. Whatever. DraftKings MMA 2022. Whatever the name of the CSV. Okay. So get another one. And this one, of course, I can't. They don't make it on, on StreamYard that you could just switch between windows so easily. Can we put it up? Can we just put it my entire screen? Do I have anything that's sensitive here or anything? Let me move that over there. Let's see. Is that going to work out? I don't know. Yeah, because you also see you also see my StreamYard screen and that's not going to work. This is the reason why you should just probably watch the tutorial because it's 27 seconds long and it's easy as hell. Okay, we'll put that back up. So basically, I got another file. That has all the lineups from Lineup HQ, and it just has those six columns in it. So you just cut and paste those six columns, right? You see here, I put it right on the F, cut and paste. There you go. So all my lineups are now cut and paste over on this file, and you save this, and then you upload it. Upload. Let me go back, share window. Steve could put it back up on the screen. And you just, once you save that file, then you just upload it to CSV. I mean, it's not I don't know. Typically I will I, I don't do tutorials on how to do this because it's I don't know. I don't see how, why it's difficult to do. And if you go on YouTube, you could find probably 700 tutorials on this. And I say it that way. Understand that I say it that way understand why my attitude the way it is what was so hard
1: i'm gonna do this
2: okay so i'm going i'm going to youtube right now how to upload lineups to DraftKings? i don't know here you go it's literally the first video and then you got you get even other people it would be right this other right entering editing line to you CSV I mean this is not even our site you could find ever but our our video is number one there you go and there you go it's a it's a two, two, it's a two minute tutorial like what what prevented you from doing that like that's the thing that doesn't understand that, that these are the types of things that I don't understand about the general public and that's why I get, I get high bad attitudes. How do you do this? Well, what, did you type literally what you wanted to do into Google? You know that, why wouldn't there be an explanation? You think you're the only one that has ever had that question? Well, why don't you look? <sighs> Timothy McNally, just curious because you're brand new to DFS. What's the benefit of creating so many line lines, lineups, unless you're rich, because they're all profitable lineups. If I I told you that there's a raffle, right? Some type of raffle where every dollar you put in, you get $5 back on average, right? Even though it's a big raffle, right? They're only, they're going to pull a ball or whatever or something. And there's 10,000 balls in there or something. But what they're going to pull, they're going to, like you, For every dollar you spend, you should expect to get $5 back. Why wouldn't you buy as many, many raffle tickets as possible? Why wouldn't you? As long as you know that each of them are worth that much. That would be the reason. DFIC asks about Utica running a 20 train, 20% or 30% of the time. I'm assuming he ran at a time. I don't know. You have to ask him. And the four seamer probably probably he's just he just plays one lineup and he just runs 20 and, and he ran at a time he's he's typically playing all slates all sites all everything if you see if you see some sharp player that played 150 trains somewhere on Yahoo or something it's it's because they just never got to it there's only so much they could do at once so that's typically the reason there's no there's no strategic reason to do it it's, I have 20 entries into this contest, and oh my God, there's only two minutes left, and I still have 16 other things to do. Maybe the 20 entries into the, the $3.20 max aren't the priority when you have uh, $87,000 worth of volume on the slate. That's typically the reason. Let's see. And we get some trolls in the chat and Eric Johnson says, you could always tell a newbie when they use lines instead of lineups, of course. Right. Antonio Jones says I don't deserve to be live because no one was winning other than me, obviously. Right. Right. I'm, I'm the only winner, But but of course, It's someone that doesn't follow me and has never actually seen my rotor tracker. Uh, And yes, I accept uh, smart questions. If you have stupid questions, I'm going to treat you stupidly. Yes, that would be true. I did show you how to upload lineups to, to DraftKings. The question is, how I could help you further. This is ha- this is how I'm going to help you. Okay. The best the best way to help yourself, okay, is by having cognitive thinking skills. So, for instance, like I have a course here. Obviously, you could take. Had a like a professional DFS player, 15 hour audio masterclass. You could find this information is not new. Okay, none of this information is new. I didn't make up any of this. The statistics, the the concepts of math and statistics of probability have been around for hundreds of years, right? And we have this thing called Google. So if you wanna learn how to do anything, boy, you you live in a beautiful time. It's 2022 and you wanna learn how to do something? Almost everything that has ever been done in the history of humankind, you would learn how to do just through a Google search box. So if I wanted to, how to upload lineups to DraftKings. That's what, this is what I don't understand. That, like, you would have to explain this to me. I'm saying this genuinely. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I don't understand why, why you can't do this. Like it's, it's unfat. like it is literally unfathomable to me. Like, like that's, that's, that that's why it's, it's hard for me. It's, it's, it's literally hard for me to understand. My brain can't process it. I can't understand how you don't do this. It's like you're in You're in If someone in, if my wife said I'm hungry, and I go, well, just eat something. You go, well, I don't know how to eat food. It's like it's like asking questions like that. So it's like if there's anything you ever wanted to learn, how to do. There is some. There's there's information available. Who is who? Who is pitching for the Dodgers today? There you go. Dodgers probable pictures. Like who? Of course, you could, you could. I could look. Who is projected to pitch for the Dodgers? Tony Gonzalez. Okay. Like why would I ask anyone that? Like I have Google. I have the internet. Like what would be the purpose of that? If you wanted to know, if I wanted to know uh, what's the weather, like what's the weather? I mean, we have a weather report. So I mean I could even just go, right? We have a we have a weather report on roto grinders,
1: right? I go to MLB
2: weather report, right? We have a starting lineups page. Right? It's like oh Atlanta, oh look Atlanta yellow, oh God made it yellow, right? He gives his little weather report because he's a meteorologist. But it's like, oh, I want to see. Well, what's the what's the weather in Atlanta? What's is the weather? Is the weather. Is it going to rain in Atlanta today? I mean, I could just literally type that. Is it going to rain in Atlanta? Rain in Atlanta. I can see. I can go. I can go. There's this radar. There's everywhere. Is it, does it supposed to rain? Does it? I don't know. Thursday, I can take a look here. Like this is the stuff that I don't understand. Like I'm someone that doesn't ask many questions. Like if, if I if I ask a question, it's because I've probably spent at least at least 40 hours looking for it. And obviously it's obviously it's never been answered because there's no there's no chance I would ask a question that I could find myself. So like that's, that's, that's where the background comes from. I'm trying to explain my psyche. So when, when you get, when you feel like I'm being condescending, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from, I don't understand how you did not find this because this is an easy answer to find. And 99 plus percent of it is easy to find. Now there's a difference between I found the answer and I don't understand what they're talking about. Can you break it down for me? Okay, that that's a little bit different. The approach to that that is a little, I can understand and be like, yeah. I I I watched I watched eighty four videos on expected value. I read the equivalent of four books on expected value. I listened to seventeen hours of podcasts, and I still don't get it. Can you can you can you break it down for me? I'm I'm here. I dude. I'll spend as long as you want. But when I hear people that are like, can you explain it to me? And it's like, well, have you looked up these concepts online? No, I haven't, haven't looked. I haven't even bothered any of this. I haven't bothered. That's and that's how much you want to solve your problem? You haven't even bothered to Google it? Alex Santi says, some people aren't visual learners. oral and kinesthetic kin- learners need to ask more questions? I guess so. But wouldn't you look it up? Like, that's what I don't understand.
1: Like, wouldn't you look it up?
2: Like, how, how did I learn this? I learned this by reading and looking and experimenting and looking everything up. If I want to I know something, I just look it up. I'm never asking anyone for it because what, how, how much stuff is, is there to ask about? Everything is online.
1: People leave because of it.
2: Defick asks, "Who's the best pickup for today?" Okay, no. Okay, just kidding. Do you use randomness in your process? And is it for Sims only up front to use it to pick lineups as well? No, I don't use any randomness. You could use randomness. as a simulation of variance. But whether or not I use randomness or you or or not should have no effect on your process whatsoever. All randomness does is either create diversification or simulate variance. Do you need to? Does your process involve already diversifying your lineups? No. Then do you need randomness? So if I were to create lineups here in Lineup HQ, sometimes I sometimes I use randomness. These settings, when I build 150 lineups, will be different every single day. Literally every single day. Sometimes my range of outcomes on pitchers is 40%, which is really high. Sometimes it's zero. Sometimes my team level randomness is 10%. Sometimes it's zero. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's seventeen. My hitter range of outcomes could be different. My I maybe I'm using true range randomness. I'm only using these settings to, to produce the of that I want it to build. And Typically the randomness stuff is like last resort type of things. Like, dude, I'm trying to create a hundred, like an MMA. There's, there's a good one. An MMA. I'm building lineups and I'm setting, I'm setting, eliminating certain combos. And I'm still getting like, like so many lineups that look alike to each other. Even with like two uniques. I was like, now these, I'm still getting like these three fighters in like every single lineup. And how do I separate them a little bit more? And I see, it's like, well, I have to play a little bit more of that guy. I have to play a little less of that person. But have, to, to to have that all balance out manually is really tough to do. So sometimes it's a matter of like, let me see if I just add 10% randomness. Will it just kind of like solve that diversification issue for me? And then I'd run and see what happens. Sometimes, Sometimes you look at it and you go, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Right? Then you get a lot of crap. But sometimes it works, right? So you go in and you say, uh, I'm going to up the projection variance to, you know, 10, 15%. And see if my lineups, even though I've eliminated the combos of my player groups, the lineups are a little bit more diverse. Does Do they have to be diverse? No, they don't. The lineups were fine the way they were before. But I have, if I have 100 lineups and 90 of them have the same three fighters in it, or a lot of them have the same three combination it's like well if one of those three loses well i i like bombed all my lineups even though i had 40 percent of each but they're all like kind of stuck together so if i want to be more diversified then maybe i'd use i'd use randomness that they wouldn't all be stuck they're probably all stuck together because they probably all project well for their ownership so that the lineup builder is trying to make those types of lineups for me and those lineups are great but how many of those types of lineups do i really want to play I could play 150 of them if I want, but I just understand that if one of them loses, you're dead. Right? You'll live minus 95% on the day, which is fine. You have the bankroll to survive that. You don't mind those swings? That's fine. Okay, Doug. What I would what I would highly suggest is that if you search on YouTube for the Roto Grinders pregame show. I've done about 250 of these. And I've answered most of these questions. So, I mean, you could just, you could, you could you could watch those, right? I've answered those questions many times in different ways, right? If, questions like that, like with the randomness, that, I think that's a valid question, right? When do you, when do you use randomness as a concept? So you could utilize it more if needed. What does it do? Okay, it's viable. But I talk about that and a lot more in the uh, Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. TheoryofDFS.com. I'm telling you where the answers are. Here here are the answers. You're not a one-stop place. You don't want to watch 300 hours of content. Listen to 15 hours of content. TheoryofDFS.com. Just like if you want to know the weather today, you go to the weather page on Roto-Grinders. You want the starting lineups? We have a starting lineups page. We have so much stuff here at Roto-Grinders. Literally answers all your questions about today's slate. We have all the content. Who are the plays? Who are the picks? Who are the whatever? We got, you know, all the player tags from all of our experts. Right? We got all the player tags. We got Grinders Live later today. We got Crunch Time later today. On YouTube. Hit the notification bell. <coughs> You want to know the, the 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 pitch counts and the and the, the if what happened? Uh, how many times has this guy batted this way in this park and whatever? That's all in plate IQ. You could look that all up. We have that all at RotoGraphs. If you're a RotoGraphs premium member, you could literally look it all up. Right? There's obviously stuff on Fangraphs you could probably look up also. Right? If you, if you like their format, but we have all we have Vegas odds. We have uh, player projections, lineup HQ, the expert rankings, projected ownership. We have the results DB, like I showed you before, Resul- all the results for all the contests for the till- before the end of time. All the information's there. The thing is that you have to actually look for it, right? You go, oh, I, I have a question. I've this is interesting. Did whatever, whatever, whatever the question is, and then you could probably find the answer. All you have to do is take about, I don't know, eight seconds to look for it. Or you could come here, right? Instead of eight seconds, you're gonna you're gonna ask ask the question to someone, and be like, you know, you know, I didn't feel like utilizing the eight seconds, so I'm just gonna bog everyone else down with the questions that that ninety percent of the audience already knows and have this person explain it to me because I didn't bother looking for eight seconds because i'm the center of the universe that's how i see it but i don't mind i don't mind explaining things though okay justin sports asks if i'm messing with the early slate is there an early you telling me there's an early early i mean there's not much here no i'm not messing with now what two three games no i ain't messing with the early slate i may i may not even mess with the main slate depending on when uh we record this MMA podcast, which you could get behind the paywall. roto premium. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. And uh, so tomorrow's MMA. Give me those thumbs up button or thumbs down button. I don't care. Give me the thumbs down button. Is, does it even exist anymore? Does the thumbs down button? I think it still helps us. You have the thumbs down button. But you do that. And, uh, and I'll be back tomorrow going over the MMA slate for uh, we, at least we got 12 fights. We had some fights canceled, and then Onama got a, got a new opponent. So it's better than 11. I still prefer the 13-plus, 14, 15-game fight slates. But 12 is definitely better than 11. So uh, at least it will be somewhat playable. So I'll be talking about that tomorrow and answering your DFS strategy questions like they always do on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>